Rosie on Food Lovers of the World. Uh, you're listening on the menu with Anne and Peter Haig. That's it. That's Anne and this is Peter, just yes. in case you were wondering. And we want to take this opportunity to say we hope that you had a really fabulous, wonderful Christmas and that you're going to have just as equally fabulous New Year's and not just Eve, but the whole of, of 2022. We're going to be on this program Moving around in Southeast Asia, starting first of all with Vietnam. Uh, first up is Anne Solan Hat of Tasting Vietnam, and she's going to give you uh, tips on authentic Vietnamese cuisine that she grew up with. Yeah, well, we're we're really excited about this book. Rizaly did a fabulous job, as did the author Anne Solan Hat. Uh, the book is called Tasting Vietnam, Flavors and Memories from My Grandmother's Kitchen. And it, it's a warm, inspired book. The photography is absolutely superb, just absolutely gorgeous. Who's the photographer? Oh, thanks so much. Uh, it's Pierre Moneta. It's the photographer of Alain Ducasse. Oh, wow. Absolutely oh, okay. fabulous. And... Um, <laughs> Your your grandmother is uh, is beautiful, and and her story is is extraordinary. Can you give us a brief rundown on on her story? Yes, for sure. Thank you very much for for the interview. So Ba Ba is the most extraordinary woman I've met in my entire life, and she was my grandma. She passed away a year ago, and her story. Oh, I is didn't know that. Oh, yes, I, I yeah. missed that. Yeah. But she saw the book, so she understood the the meaning of it. Oh, and good. Her, yes, her story is, uh, so she comes from the rice fields in Hanoi, in the north of Vietnam, where, where she was cooking for her family and then for the soldiers before the war. And then she traveled with cooking and following the events of the war, so she came, she went from the north of Vietnam to the south of Vietnam, uh, to Hue, then Saigon. And then they left to Washington, where my grandfather was working, um, at the, at the White, no, no, not the White House, um, at the embassy, at the Vietnamese embassy. And then he, they, they went to France where they had to start from scratch. And my grandmother opened the first Vietnamese restaurant of the region, Orléans, Orléans, an hour south of Paris. Oh, and she did all of this while she was raising her family, right? Yes, they didn't have any money when they arrived in France. And the only thing uh, she could do is cooking. So, So she brought all her memories of the past and she cooked with the ingredients she find she found uh, around uh, in the market uh, locally i mean so that's why it's why it was kind of an issue for me at one point to to do the recipes and i called them the et- eternal recipes because it was never the same recipes uh, every time i would go to my grandma's house she would change the ingredients change the measurements <laughs> because uh, her cooking is the cooking of life, you know. So uh-huh. every every day, it was a new challenge, new ingredients, new measurements. 
And also I felt it was a way for her to keep me uh, by her side. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, perfect. So (laughs) how long did it take you to write this book? Eight years. Eight years. It's, it's, because I, what happened is that I didn't, I didn't know. At first, I just wanted to write some recipes down because I, am, I have a huge family. We are 60, and I thought it would be easier to write recipes down. Um, and, and what happened is that by cooking with her, she would tell me about her memories of the past. And so I understood I was writing my inheritance, you know, my legacy. Yes. Yeah, it's a beautiful concept, and and, and it's um, poetically and sensitively presented, um, and delicious, by the way. But of course, I mean, you 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 couldn't do better than a combination of Vietnamese flavors and and French technique, right? <laughs> yes. At the end of the book, I have the um, I call them the Eurasian recipes. So it's a combination of. Um, of Vietnamese and French inspiration because I'm Eurasian, so yes. it's mostly my recipes. I was always absolutely in admiration of Eurasian children. They're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you are too. Thank you. So, Thank you very uh, much. Now, um, you, you, how did you get to Paris? You, you came with her. I mean... You were now in Paris. Yes, I am. I'm assuming I am now in Paris. You're, are you married to a, a Frenchman, or I'm, um, I am. I have a fiance, a French fiance. Yes, French fiance. Uh, yes, and, and we we live that we live in Paris all together with our daughter. Oh, great! And your daughter is two two months old, right? Yes. Yes. And actually, my my grandmother she she gave us uh, her second name is Saumai, which means morning star in Vietnamese. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> now, um, did you have any? Did you approach these? Select the recipes from um, what she felt was important about her her cooking and heritage, or did you? Uh, have memories about these? I have memories uh, uh, for some of them, for sure. For example, the fur. She would cook me some fur every Sunday night. Um, it was a ritual for us. And uh, each time I would eat her fur and feel the the spicy, the flavor of the cinnamon, uh, of the anise, uh, star anise, uh, the pepper and the cilantro, all those flavors, that would bring me back to to her. And so that it would connect me to Vietnam, a country that I didn't know that much. Um, in, in, well, actually, in Vietnam, you eat pho, so the, the beef soup, the noodle beef soup, for breakfast. It's, oh, yeah. It's a petit déjeuner, yes. Um, now, are, are these recipes modified? I mean, did you add to them, or did you just get as close to what she did as possible? So, to be honest, this book is exactly what she told me at a certain point. 
But if the day after I would ask her again the recipe, it would change. It's changing every day. <laughs> so where did we end up? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like this, you know. And it, it, it's incredible. By the end, until the end of her life, she would always give me um, the last technique, the last method, the last ingredient. It was oh. like my, magical. And I have, I have to tell you a, a story that I, that I love. You know, in Vietnam, uh, so when a woman is getting married with a man, so she leaves, she leaves the house to live with her husband's family in the same house where each floor is for the grandparents, the parents, and then the new, the new yeah. couple. And when the, the, the young wife, she arrives at that home, she doesn't know how to cook. So it's at this precise time that her mother is teaching her how to cook. So she cooks, but then the husband realizes that the soup or the dishes are not as good as her mother, as his mother, who, is, who knows how to cook since, I don't know, 30 years. So the, the young wife, she's adding a new ingredient all the time. So that's why there are so many different recipes for one dish. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like fun. She sounds like an incredibly strong woman, right? Yes. <laughs> she, so, she sounds a little bit like Alan Ducasse, keeping everything a secret. You know, so Alan Ducasse was very complimentary. He does the uh, introduction to your book. Yeah, I know. Yes, I'm very lucky. How did, how, I'm very how, lucky. How did, that come, how did that come about, then? Um, I mean, he's kind of a sick so, sort of guy. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's, uh, it's a beautiful story. Um, I sent my uh, manuscript, my book, to to some to editors and to Alain Ducasse as well. And the director of the editions called um, Aurore Charrois, she she went to taste um, the recipes of bad that I cooked, and she loved it. And she said, you have to cook for Alain Ducasse. And so I went to the Plaza Athénée, you know, the fabulous hotel, five stars hotel uh, in, uh, in Paris near the Champs-Élysées. Sure, and yes, I yes. was very scared because I'm not a chef and I'm not a cook and I didn't know, but I knew the taste of the, of the recipes. So I cooked for Alain Ducasse uh, with my family. We prepared um, some, like, 10 dishes. But I wanted to tell him the story while he was eating. So I brought all the, the writings of my grandfather and the books and the pictures and the videos, everything I had. And each, each dish that, um, that he ate uh, was connecting to a story and then to another story and then to another story until the dessert. And, and and by the end of the uh, of the lunch, he said, "Oh, that's wonderful." He was super. He was very surprised with the with the taste because we 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 try to elevate uh, bad recipes with very uh, gourmet um, ingredients, and uh, and he loved it. He was he loved it. Oh, so right. I'm very very happy. Well, that's wonderful. Um, were you always interested in um, cooking or not? I am very, I love eating. 
it's a, it's a passion that I have since I am a little kid. Um, yes, I always loved uh, eating more than cooking, I have to say. But I know, I know the taste. You know, my, also my French grandfather was a very, very good um, uh, French cook. So um, I have been used since I'm a, I'm a child to go to very good restaurants and to have to, to be in touch with good products. Uh, and in the garden, we had always herbs and tomatoes and things. So you have a garden? Products from the garden? No, but my grand, my grandparents. They used to have that. Me, I don't have. When I was a child. No, I mean, and then, when they didn't. They had a garden in Paris, or just in Vietnam. Oh no! It, uh, it was in, near near Orléans, uh, an hour okay, south Orléans. from Paris. Well, I know. I know Orléans. Yeah. I don't know if you know this town. Yeah, we know where it is. We haven't been there. Well, you haven't been Orléans. I've been there to Orleans. No, you have. I, I haven't. Oh, I've been to Orleans. Yeah. No, I do, but I do oh, know okay, where great. it is. Um, okay. What, if you were to pick out some recipes that have particular meaning for you, not just the flavor, but actually involved with memories of your grandmother, uh, what would those be uh, from this book? There is um, a very simple food simple dish called, um, uh, in French, I, I would say la petite viande. It's the, car- the, the caramelized uh, pork. Very, very simple. But my grandma, she used to cook, it, uh, cook uh, that dish for us since I am a child. This one, I love it. And also the, the rice soup at the beginning of the book. It's very easy as well. And it's so tasty. I used to eat that when I was uh, sick, for example, uh, because uh-huh. it warms your your entire body, you know, with flavors, and uh, you can add um, whatever you have uh, in your around you. But she would um, put some uh, some beef with some um, uh, green onions and uh, and nukmam, you know, the fish uh-huh. sauce. <laughs> No, I mean, there must be good Vietnamese restaurants in Paris, no? Yes, but the the best is my grandma, I have to say. (laughs) Uh, Is Paris open right now? Yes, it's open. Yes. Okay. It was terrible. The shutdown was terrible, right? I know. It was terrible, for sure. Yeah, and and you were pregnant on top of it all, huh? Yes, I was I was pregnant. Oh, oh, that was good because I could uh, relax and stay home. <laughs> yeah. Now, what what do you do when you're not um, pregnant? And are you working? I I do many things. Uh, I'm acting. Oh, um, you're an actor. Yeah, I'm an actor first, and. Uh, also, I I went back to studies last year. I went to I went to Sciences Po in Paris to do a master, and um, also I am directing a movie right now. Oh, it's wow. about uh, it's based on the book actually. So it's my um, my quest about my Vietnamese roots through cooking and war. And through the exile of my grandparents. 
Alpine. You know, I just I just read um, a book. There are two books in this series um, about someone who was a double agent in Vietnam. Do you know the book I'm talking about? It got oh, a lot yes. of attention. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name of it, but um, um, yeah, I know this book, and it won the Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, uh, that's it. And is it accurate? What did you What did you say? Is it accurate? I mean, is it uh, what really happened? I think yes. Uh huh. Yes, I think. Okay. So, the spy, the spy, I don't know. That's it. That's it. Yes. Yes. So he, yes. he did two books. Oh, yes, yes. And right. the second one, I, I, I don't know about it. Uh-huh. Well, I'm, I forget which ones I read. but So now tell me, what other recipes would you pick out as being significant to you and your memory of your grandmother? Um, okay, so with my family, we would go out and have picnic. You know, is it a, an English name? You know, picnic is when you eat outside, uh, you know, uh, along the river, on the grass, and you eat on, on the floor. Picnic. You know? It's the same word picnic. in French as in English. <laughs> Okay, great. Okay, great. Uh, and so we had a chicken dinner uh, on the grass. So my grandma would would cook the the chicken ginger, um, and then um, she would serve it cold with um, a big uh, like a big balloon of rice, you know, like uh-huh. uh, like a bread of rice that she would cut like this, and with fresh uh, cucumber. And cilantro, and we would we would put the the meat on on the on the rice with the with the cucumber on top, and it's like a sandwich, and you you would eat it like this, and it was so delicious. We were all together, all my family, my cousins, and my aunts eating um, eating a chicken ginger. It's the first dish um, that I know how to do it that I know how to make. Well, you know, as you describe the food, it seems to me that your experience in the, while you're eating and who you're eating with has really made a, a, the biggest impression on you rather than even just flavors. It's a yeah. social, a social uh, reaction from you, right? Yes, yes. I need to feel the food, you know. Um, that bring back my um, my memory, and also the bogun. I don't know if you know the bogun. Oh dear! Ignore that. We'll edit it out. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I keep hitting this one. Cha tom. Cha tom. Cha tom. Cha tom. What is that? So it's so it's delicious. It's cooked. So it's um, it's a sugar cane, where oh, around okay. the sugar cane, you you have um, shrimps. You know, like a pat. You know how you say a pat of shrimps. A print. And a of shrimp. shrimps. Shrimps. 
to understand. She said, shrimp? She said, she said you have a pot of shrimp. Yeah. yeah I don't know how you I say, say a, mash, a, mash, a mash of shrimps. Yeah, I'm looking at the recipe right here. It's just I couldn't tell what the photograph was about. Oh, um, yes. It, it was, it's raw, so it's peeled shrimp? raw shrimp, garlic, um, wok mum, fish sauce, knock mum, pinch of salt, black pepper, fresh sugar cane, and um, sunflower oil. It seems pretty direct. That would be something that I could make, right? Oh, you should try. Okay. <laughs> and let me know. It's very tasty. The flavor with the with the shrimps uh, cooked on the sugar cane is the best. You can also eat it like a lollipop, you know, if you want. Mm-hmm. We we actually have what's the what's the name of the of the uh, fish sauce that we have, love? Um, I don't know. We have a number of fish sauces, actually. There was there was there was one in particular from Vietnam. We, oh, Viet the, the red boat. The red, there you go, Red Boat. Red Boat. What the name? Red Boat was the brand name of the fish sauce from Vietnam that we use. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. You wouldn't be getting that. You'd probably have something more authentic. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't but, know. But it's, um, these are very sophisticated recipes, but they're not hard to execute, are they? No, they're not hard. Uh, what I would say is to have all the ingredients with you. That's the hardest thing uh, because they are a lot. And once you have everything, it's you just need to cut. And, you know, it's, 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 Vietnamese cuisine is very fresh. It's all about herbs and, uh, and combination of different um, ingredients that make uh, a typical flavor. What I, what I like with Vietnamese cuisine is that um, the herbs are different from for each dish. So each time you eat um, uh, one, how do you say, uh, one piece of the meat of the dish, it's um, it's so um, it's so favorite and different. Right. Well, you have a narrative that goes along with your recipes, and. Um, and, and it tells you a lot of the background and history of this period yeah. in, in, in Vietnam. And um, it's, you know, I saw it from only afar, um, but your notes make it so much, brings it all back and makes it all very real to me. It's, um, yeah. The book is a labor of love, and you certainly succeeded mm-hmm. in creating an, a wonderful memorial uh, for your grandmother. Mm-hmm. Thank and you very much. I'm so glad you said that she saw it before she died. That would be that's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. You know, I I, I did it for her uh, actually. I did it for her, and I wrote all the recipes and the pictures of the of the dishes and the family in two books of 200 pages each. And what happened is that when I gave it uh, to her. My whole family said, oh, you should try and find uh, a publisher. And uh-huh. um, and I said, yes. So I went to several uh, edition companies, but they would tell me, uh, is it a book, like uh, a roman, 
a book or is it uh, a cookbook? And I said, it's both, like me. I'm half <laughs> French, half Vietnamese. And they said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, it's either a cookbook or either a book, but oh, we can take both. And then, and then after, Alain Vickers uh, agreed to, to edit it. Well, you know, I mean, they're wrong because basically um, you're right on trend as to what people writing cookbooks are doing now, combining it with, um, with a memoir. So, anyhow, yeah. um, beautiful photograph of you kissing your grandmother. It's just gorgeous. Well, I hope you do very well with this book. And, uh, and I also hope that your your acting career takes off, and, and that will be um, a, a wonderful experience for you. But right now, Thank I'm sure you. you're you're sleep-deprived a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm busy, but yes, for sure. And where are you based at? Where are we? We're in yes, Pittsburgh, in, we're in, in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania. Yeah. In, Pels- in Pennsylvania. Okay, great. Wonderful. So, well, I yeah. hope to... Um, we we generally Pennsylvania. travel, except yeah. with the pandemic, we've not been able to do much. We haven't done much traveling. So yes. we have we have a friend who has an apartment in Paris, and we haven't been able to, to go. So, ah. But anyhow, you, you it's... Know, it's say hello to Paris for me. Uh, and and, yes. and and thank you for taking the time out of your busy, busy life at this point uh, to tell us. And, uh-huh. and this is a, a wonderful book, and I recommend to our readers. Again, readers, it's Taste in Vietnam, Flavors and Memories from My Grandmother's Kitchen, a beautiful tribute to a wonderful, a remarkable woman um, by an equally <laughs> remarkable granddaughter, Anne Solène Hot. Thank you, Anselin. Thank you very much. Thank Bye-bye. you. Welcome back. Next up, we're going to take you to Gujarat, which is a region um, not often referenced in uh, India, Western India. Um, and we're going to be talking to Veena Patel, and uh, she's going to introduce us to the wonderful uh, Indian vegetarian fare of this particular Indian region. Yes, we're going to be talking to Veena Patel um, about her wonderful, colorful, lively book um, from, is it Gujarat with Love? Gujarat with Love. Right, Veena? From Gujarat with Love, yes. Yes. From Gujarat. I I thought we'd start, um, just let our listeners know, uh, put a little dot on the map for us to tell us what where this part this particular place is and uh, which is is where you're from uh in india okay. uh so gujarat is a state in western india it okay. is a coastal it's about 300 miles north of mumbai and it okay. has a coastline that's stretching 1000 miles almost 1000 miles so, and the Gujarat state is bordered by Maharashtra, it is another state. It's a neighbor uh-huh. state, Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan. And uh, the uh, economy of Gujarat is with the GDP of U.S. 220 uh, billion. And it has just 26 districts. The biggest district in the state is a Kach district. And uh-huh. it is a Yes, big, uh, yeah, and it is the fifth largest Indian state by area, ninth largest state by population. 
So how come we don't know more about it? Is because people are in a rut with the other Indian states, probably, huh? Yeah, yeah. So actually, that is also my question. How come people don't know about this? This, this is what I'm trying to do. That I'm trying to bring the culture and uh, you know the food uh, from uh, my state because it's uh, like you know uh, yeah, people are like you know I want them to know about what Gujarati food is and what is what Gujarat is all about. So this is my mission. And now you actually don't live in Gujarat anymore, though. No, no, I, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I don't live in. Uh, so what happens that I uh, I live in Silicon Silicon Valley, right, about 30 miles uh, south of San Francisco. It's a small town called Saratoga. But I yes, you are right. I grew up in Gujarat, uh, and uh, it's about uh, you know uh, with the 60 million people, right? Gujarat has. And um, I am the youngest of the five children. My dad was a very well-known grain merchant and manufacturer of chickpea flour. You know, chickpea flour is also known as basin, right? Uh, you no. must have heard about it. Okay. So yeah. it's a chickpea flour. Okay. And, but you must have heard about the chickpea flour, right? So he used to produce chickpea flour and pulse. Uh, in his manufacturing uh, you know, uh, plant. And as a child, I used to play with the grains and beans in his processing mill and in the kitchen with my mom, siblings, you know, watching and studying the disease at very, uh, from a young age. Now it I fast forward. It sounds <laughs> wonderful. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. And uh, like uh, fast forward to... Uh, 1989, I got married and moved to Silicon Valley. And here I am all alone and trying to figure out what to cook for my furry husband. <laughs> because I never spent a single day in the kitchen, right, while growing up. So I did not know how to cook. Uh, but let me tell you. <laughs> so the turning point was when I became a mother for the first time. So, uh, yeah, so our beautiful daughter, our Alyssa, who inspired me a lot, you know, to write a book, right? She was born within a year of my arrival in the States, and everything changed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's great. The, um, the, just looking at the photography in your book, of course, it's a Risley book, and Risley always does fine publishing. Um, yes. the, it's so colorful that, I mean, anything else must look really boring to you. In, in my book? But, yeah, I'm saying you're, all the photographs of where you're from uh, and, yeah. and the people and the food and the, the markets, everything looks so colorful and lively that it, yes. looking at, at, at sort of an or, ordinary kind of American city must look pretty dull. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I would say that uh, it's just, uh, to me it's very vibrant colorful yes and the yes. food is very flavorful you know so uh, uh, i mean it's a it's a different different uh, place different uh, culture right so yeah uh, and, and and when i see you know uh, like a boring food or uh, i would say the dull colors I, immediately i you know i'm uh, transported back uh, to gujarat you know, right. where I grew up, and I think about that, oh my God, you know, we have such a, you know, most flavorful food, very exotic culture, very vibrant, and how come 
Nobody yeah, knows no, about it. Now, <laughs> yeah. it's, the food is essentially, and the recipes in your book, um, are um, mainly essentially vegetarian. Is there some reason why this particular region is, uh, has vegetarian, primarily vegetarian cuisine? As you say, that is a mostly vegetarian state. Plant-based diet is very popular in Gujarat. So why there are some communities, you know, within the state, they do eat meat. But the vast majority of Gujaratis are vegetarian. And uh, that's why the plant-based diet is very, very common. Now, another, uh, you know, the reason why this, uh, you know, state is vegetarian because of the influence of Zainazam. An ancient Indian religious originating in sixth century, so Jain cannot consume anything that right. is the of injury or or killing, and other living things. So that is uh, yeah. So the, even the root vegetables also like such onion and garlic are forbidden because of the removal from the ground is considered as an act of killing and other living things. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's, that's fairly dramatic now. Does that, does that apply to everything that comes out of the ground? <laughs> no, some people are not in like, like Hindus, right? They eat everything they are, other than the meat, right? We are like, in form, uh, example, I am a Vaishnav and I'm also Hindu, so I eat garlic, onion, we eat everything, but I'm talking about the, the, the Jain community. They are very strict vegetarian. And uh, it actually, it has been said that, that Jainism, Jainism has one of the most influential impacts on vegetarian, vegetarianism across the Indian culture. So the, and there is another thing that I would like to highlight that plays a very important role in shaping the Gujarati, uh, uh, you know, the cuisine of Gujarat. We have a variety of vegetarian choices, you know. And that could be one of the reasons that motivates uh, Gujaratis to stay vegetarian. <laughs> now, one, one of the things that I, I was probably most surprised about relative to Indian food was on a spur, spurred on an occasion when we were in New York City and we were eating food that was cooked by an Indian lady who had a restaurant in Houston. But that has okay. nothing to do with what I was about to say. What surprised me was that the dish that I enjoyed most of, of all the ones she cooked were potatoes. And, oh, I, and wow. I, I never understood there was a connection between potatoes and Indian food. <laughs> yeah, so the potato is very commonly used in Indian curries. And uh, it goes very well with uh, all the spices, and uh, you know. And then when you make the curry, like you use uh, you saute onion, and then uh, you add tomato puree and some masalas, and then you add potatoes. Right? That goes like you know, it brings out so much flavor to potato because of the way you cook it. Right. So now, I mean, what what? Is something you'd be eating where you you would know because of its main characteristics that it's from this region. Okay, so I have a quite a few favorite dishes, and they are I tell you my all-time favorite dishes. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, other thing is that all the dishes that I have in my cookbook they are easy to master. You know, very easy to master dishes. So the first thing, let me tell you a few dishes that I really really like. Okay. First. 
first one is a, is a very very popular dish and it's a very famous dish throughout the country um, and the, uh, throughout the globe is called nylon khaman so khaman is like you know whenever i think of this dish i'm transported back to my favorite farsan farsan is a, it's a actually means the snacks means appetizers okay i see yeah and yeah and there are lots of uh, snacks shop in the throughout the gujarat and and i say that you know, this is this one is probably the most popular one and it should i according to me it should be a national dish <laughs> so the, and the khaman actually requires some 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 amount of skill and practice to get the right texture and the taste uh-huh. because you have to be very patient when you cook this dish again it is cook is this this takes only 15 minutes and it's very very easy to make and actually uh, what happens that when you make it you have to make sure that uh, this is a steam dish so it's very it's very healthy dish again you know this and it's very spongy based in your mouth and right? it's so mouth watering <laughs> and it's garnished with this uh, so, uh, you know uh, sorted mustard seeds and shredded coconut cilantro again it has a, all the characteristic gujarati uh, that gujarati food has it and uh, it's, it's a very very popular dish the second dish is very trendy and very straightforward it's, it's a yogurt dish oh yeah so yes it's called yogurt raita you must have heard about the word raita right right yes okay so the my money is with a little twist okay so you use a teaspoonful of sugar and that can bring a, pop, a popular yogurt raita the recipe to life you know i tell you that just to you right. now again i told you that gujarati food is a sweet sour and spicy so we add little bit uh, half sweet. spicy half spicy can we expect i would say that medium spicy mm-hmm. yes yeah so yeah. Uh, and some part like if you go to kutch which is like i would say that uh, uh, is a uh, on northwest side of gujarat and their spices tend to be uh, their food is uh, tends to be very spicy mhm right yeah and it, yeah what what about um proteins um, like do you do use lentils or what what do you use instead of of meat you use a okay. lot of yeah so gujarat actually is the, the, the chief of occupation of gujarat is agriculture right so we grow lots of uh, uh, okay uh, i would say that beans you know and that uh, i am wheat uh, rice you know and millet and uh, also corn right and uh, beans we grow a lot because of uh, our veggie our diet is uh, you know uh, plant based right so we get like a dal uh, for example dal is a lentil soup right that right. we make with we make with lentil so it has a uh, lots of uh, you get uh, your uh, you know much needed protein from dal and uh, again chickpea flour is a gluten free flour and you get so much protein it's a protein pack flour okay which we use a lot it's a staple oh, really uh, you know, yeah it's a staple i see now do, you, do you, is there is there chicken soup in gujarat cuisine well no. rabbit vegetarian remember Yeah, that's just checking in. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you don't. Silly. I, I wanted to I wanted to prove I was still awake. 
and you, you, you remember you remember we 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 found that one recipe for chicken soup in a in a uh, an Asian oriented cookbook, and and it was was uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you're talking about. The the chickens. What's the herb that's in the chicken soup? Oh, Yemeni. The Yemeni chicken soup. Yeah, yeah, Yemen. That's right. Yeah, the turmeric it was in. Wasn't turmeric? Yeah, I think oh, it was. Okay. Are you talking about Indian soup? Budget Indian soup? Well, it was, it's from Yemen. It was, he's talking it was, about. It was my bad joke. Well, I can't follow him either. One of the most common Indian dishes in the United States is chicken soup. <laughs> it is? <laughs> well, we have, we have it all winter. <laughs> okay, yeah. by the way, now... You're talking about the soup. That is a lovely recipe in my book. It's called samosa soup. Okay. okay. And yeah, it's, and it's, 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 it's it, you use a chicken, not chicken broth, but the vegetarian broth in it. And yeah. I believe that that soup is on hundred and page number hundred and twenty. And check it out later on. If what and tell me what you think about it because that is the very popular dish right now. What's the call? And samosa soup. Okay. And she and you gave us you gave us the page number in the book. Yes, hundred and twenty. Hundred and twenty. Okay, I'll yeah. check that yeah. out. Yeah. Um, now, check that um, one. what what do you do in this region for sweets? Okay, that's a lovely question, and I love it. You, you know, like sweets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have a sweet tooth. I today I had a with the masala chai, a little bit of halwa with masala chai. And uh, I tell you that it was, you know, one of my favorite sweets that I had it. So when it's come to the sweet, Gujaratis have a sweet tooth, right? So as I said earlier, we sprinkle a little bit of sugar in each and everything we cook. So when it comes to the sweet, and other lovely recipe that I have it in my book is called Srikhand. Okay. And okay. Uh, yeah, it's 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 very easy to make with with Vina's twist. I would say that. Okay, I made a few uh, changes to the traditional recipe, and okay. we use okay. it's a yogurt based uh, uh, yogurt based uh, dessert. So it's a protein pack, and you use uh-huh. uh, a bit of nuts in it and cardamom powder. So it has uh, some nutritional value too, right? So to uh, like, let me tell you the very lovely story. Uh, you know uh, about this dish. Okay. So what happened okay. at uh, a long time? I would say that, uh, as I say that, uh, you know, uh, since this is a very interesting dish, and uh, so the in uh, desert region of Gujarat, right? Kutch. Okay. It's a very okay. large district, right? And that area. Okay. The okay. normals, the normals, you know, the people, right? That local people, I would say that. Uh, they would travel along, uh, like, a long distances, right? Yeah. And they yeah. keep moving around. They keep moving around. So what they did, like, uh, they wanted to, they take a milk as a source of protein. But it would spoil because you would travel long, long distances. So what they would do, that they would ferment the milk. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Then uh, what we know today is yogurt, right? <laughs> and then you again, the yogurt is also contains lots of protein, right? And then, uh, but you, you can't carry so much yogurt. It's well, dairy, vegetarian. Now, I mean, you can be vegetarian with dairy, but you just can't be vegan, right? It can be, yeah, it can be. That's correct. Yeah, uh, but uh, uh, but uh, going back to this, this is like you know, it, since it has a lot of water, to reduce the water, they would hang the yogurt in a cheesecloth before their long journey to drain uh-huh. all the water and to reduce the weight. Right? This is how they would reduce the weight, and then. And this, you know, this uh, soft strained yogurt is a base ingredient for the silicon, right? Now, as I told you that Gujarat, uh, Gujaratis have a sweet tooth and they must have added some sugar to into it. And this is how the dish invented. Yeah. Wow. So, um, you learned all of this. You didn't know any of this when you came to this country because you didn't really cook or what? No, actually, I when I was there, this one, my grandmother told me the story about this okay. one. Okay. But yeah. I asked her, because my grandmother was, uh, you know, she, she inspired me a lot in many ways. And uh-huh. this story, actually, she told me that this is how we found the Srikhand. And uh, I actually love this story so much. It's my favorite story. It's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, is, are the sweets... Pretty, pretty sweet. I mean, they're strongly uh, sweet. Uh, you know, the desserts are sweet, right? All the desserts are sweet. So you, uh, but you know, the, when you comes to the food, like uh, for example, for dal, mm-hmm. we make our dal very sweet. Okay. Okay. But what we we make with uh, uh, sugar or brown sugar, or jaggery. Jaggery is a natural sweet. Yeah, sweetener. I know what that is. Yeah. Oh, all right. Very good. I'm very impressed, you know. Uh, and you use a lemon, uh, sugar, uh, sorry, lemon, lime water, not the lemon, sorry. I take it back. Lime water. Uh, lime. lime sugar. You grow limes there? Yes. Uh, we, I don't grow. I buy it from the whole food. <laughs> no, I meant in India they grow limes in this region of western India. Oh. Yes, in India, oh yes, they do. We really? find very good limes in India. Really? I thought that you needed a much warmer climate for that. No? Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, there is another reason why our food is sweet. Because wow. of uh, because of the uh, the climate is very hot. Okay. So the, okay. So the use of sugar and uh, sweet, right, simultaneously... Right. It's, it's like it's a you know it becomes very very necessary because it keeps you your body hyd- it keeps your body hydrated. Uh-huh. So that is right. the, one of the reasons that we use sugar in our cooking. I see. Well, and, well, and, but, and our food is sweet and sour, so to so this uh, sugar balances sour taste. Uh huh. So you said. At one point in your book, you write um, that um, a lot of history occurred in this region. Now, what are some of the the uh, highlights of the area's history besides the uh, Jane? The Jane. Okay. Okay. Besides the Jane, that's a, that's also a very good question. Yeah, Gujarat is. Very... Go ahead. 
Okay. Gujarat is a, is a very beautiful and diverse state, right? So most mm-hmm. of the salt, most of the salt that you eat, uh, 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 produce for India is because of its coastal uh, uh, landscape. Okay. About, about thousand miles, right? Almost thousand miles. And uh, mm-hmm. throughout India, right, whenever anyone t- t- uh, takes a taste, right, a, a bite of food, they taste the flavor of Gujarat because the flavor comes from the salt. It's also known as sadras. Almost 80% of the Indian sea salt is harvested in the in a, only in this state. Aha. Uh-huh. And have, you must have heard about. Okay. Now we've we've been getting Indian salt, but so, somehow it always seems to be labeled as if it came from Pakistan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is the pink Himalaya salt you are talking about, right? Right. I'm yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the white table salt got that it, we. Yeah, and then other thing is that you must have heard about Dandi Marsh, right? It's right, where the Gandhi. Sure. <laughs> the people there. That, yeah, he led his march to the sea, right, uh, uh-huh. to defy this empire by saying that we have our own salt. We don't need to buy from you guys, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Well, I mean, yeah. I think that that um, we ought to ask you. I mean, I, we've interviewed some um, cookbook authors of, of Indian food, and they seem to require a lot of special equipment. Um, you don't seem to require the special equipment. Why is that? Special requirements of spices. I just want to understand your question. Oh yeah, I mean, like you don't. And people, um, they, they're into um, a lot of, of, of um, what we call them, the cooking equipment. Um, of mm-hmm. The um, what are some of the fast and slow and, and so forth and so on. And you seem to just go straight uh, with the, the normal kitchen uh, equipment that you don't have anything special. Can you just cook all okay. these dishes without having air fryers and pressure cookers and slow cookers and all that stuff? We use a pressure cooker. I have a recipe for both. And uh-huh. uh, I'll tell you why I did this one, because I wanted to make this book, uh, you know, very straightforward. Okay. And okay. that's why I, have, I spent a lot of time, uh, you know, really making sure that I listed all the ingredients which are that are easily, you know, okay. find available okay. at the local market. And the two is over time I found lots of ingredients are unnecessary and a lot of kitchen gadgets are unnecessary. You don't need that because uh, not everybody can have that, right? Uh-huh. And then, yeah, and and then some of the uh, techniques that you know I would like to discuss that uh, you can eliminate lots of stuff. For example, well, yes, spices, that's right? that's one of the things I should point out about this book because yeah. so many people are intimidated uh, by yeah. making Indian food at home. Is that you make it all really accessible, straightforward, as yeah. you said, and eliminate yeah. a lot of the unnecessary stuff. I mean, you're you're a woman who knows what she wants to make and, and does it as simply and directly as possible, right? Yes, that's correct. That was my, uh, uh, you know, a very important aspect. You know. And as uh, Peter, you know, mentioned about the potato curry. Peter, this is for you. Yes. Uh, the best example, quite frankly, is a 
potato and peach curry on page number 134 you going to love this this you know most of the curry okay. 134 I have, yeah. i have it written down already right. i have it written Some. down too <laughs> we're sure not to miss it yes so But, let me tell you a little bit about this curry so most of the curry is made with the whole spices onion ginger garlic tomato chilies right lots of lots of ingredients and it takes lot of time to make it yeah no. right <laughs> and i tell you most of those spices that you use some of them they use the whole spices you know what they do that they just you know uh, they to me just they sit in the curry and they don't seem to add any value <laughs> <laughs> now there, there there is a there is a particular herb that, that was that peers has used in a lot of potato dishes and i'm damned if i can remember the name of it Uh, Can you help me out, Sweetheart? I don't know yeah. what the which. Yeah. Do you know, Vina? Yes. Yes, I do know. So the another dish that you want to try that comes from Kathiawar. Kathiawar is another district of India uh, of Gujarat, right? And uh, it's, uh, uh, where I live is it's about I would say that uh, 300 uh, uh, sorry 500 kilometer away from my place. and it's it's also a very beautiful region and so this that's a very well known dish over there that you eat is called uh lasagna batata uh uh-huh. uh-huh. it's a very beautiful picture shot by jonathan lawkin you must 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 see that picture and the recipe okay. should i and, uh, what yeah. you're giving us the page number that yes is uh, yes i can give you the page number quickly if you want me to and uh is is also very popular dish among the french family and uh, it's very easy to make just only it takes bit longer but it's not that complicated and this uh, is a uh, page number is here about uh, 132 142 no 132 132 okay got it Yeah, we're yeah, going to be that, we're going to be going directly to these pages and holding you to your word about how easy they are <laughs> to make. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, listen, really this like is it. your first cookbook, Vina, and yes. and I really I hope that it sells well, and that you've opened up our avenue to being able to uh, to get and make these wonderful vegetarian. um flavorful dishes at home in our own kitchens and for that i thank you a lot thank you so much you are most welcome thank you for saying that it's really made my day well <laughs> appreciate it's, it's beautiful and, and you deserve that recognition so again uh, let me know when you have your second book <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i know well, i know i know <laughs> all that work i'm working on my second book I yeah. am working on it. I will definitely keep you posted on that. Well, Vina, thank you again, listeners. It's um, it's from is it Gujarat with love? Yes. Vina yeah, Patel. Yes. yes. And you want access? Well, that's our little tour of Southeast Asia uh, for today, and I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Uh, join us next week, same time, same place. And until then, bye bye.